is the Big Church Podcast. Wow, what a morning. So good to see you. I missed you, but I would rather still be back on the beach, just to be honest. <laughs> but uh, we're glad to be back with you today. Um, and I just want to rub it in just a little bit more. If you follow me on social media, I wore you out for 10 days. But um, we just got back, honestly, from the very best sabbatical, vacation, ministry trip, hanging with friends that we've ever been on in our lives. Wouldn't you agree, babe? It was the absolute best. But can I tell you what made it even better? Last Sunday, sitting on the beach, watching uh, Big Church Live. Welcome to all of you guys joining us today online. We're glad you're with us today. We know you could be watching any church because everybody's there, but we're glad you're with us this morning. But I got about five text messages from people saying, wow, your leadership team is incredible. And nothing blessed our hearts more than to know that we've got the best staff that we can leave and things go on without a hitch. The best servant leaders, you guys are incredible. And man, did Pastor Brandon bring the word. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. But I wanna ask you guys a question before we get started. Do you all know that I love the beach? Like, I know, well, surprise, not really. I love the beach. I know that God probably made me to be a mermaid, but um, I love the beach, I love it. And uh, most pastors will take a whole month sabbatical But Pastor Rich and I, we take our month, but we like to do it in two two two-week trips. That way we're tan in the spring, (laughs) and then we're tan in the fall, and we get a double dose instead of just one long month. Let me tell you why I love sabbatical more than anything. It allows me not to have a set bedtime, although we all know I go to bed at sunset, allows me to have no set bedtime, no set time to wake up, no place to be, no people I have to meet with. I love you, but there are sometimes I just need to unplug. My phone is not blowing up with text messages and calls and emails, and I get to be present to the moment. I didn't have to stop reading my Bible after my 30 minute alarm went off. I could walk and I did every morning. I was up before sunrise and I would go to the beach and I would just prayer walk. And I found myself two, three miles in praying for you, praying for the future, praying for God to get what he paid for. Amen. Um, It was amazing. And I got to spend time truly worshiping, like no end. Sometimes I'll get in the car. You guys know what I'm talking about. We'll get in the car and we start singing worship music, but we get to the store. Or we get to the job and we have to stop. I wasn't just having to sing the words. I got to really worship. And I'm telling you, it was amazing. So how timely is it that the title of my talk 
today is living distracted. We're gonna look at the story of Mary and Martha. And I wanna know who brought your Bibles today. It's okay if they're glowing. Okay, I see some people with their Bibles. I love me a paper Bible. I love it. But I love the fact that I, we have an option of a Bible app that no matter where we go, his word is with us. So if you don't have the Bible app, download that. See me, Craig Greshel. Uh, I have both, it's, uh, but I love them both. I want you to turn to Luke 10, and we're gonna begin reading in verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me here to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. The Passion Translation says, pulled away by all these many distractions. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion and it will not be taken away from her. You see, on vacation, I live like Mary. But when I come home, I live like Martha, distracted. Can we pray before we get into the meat of this message? Lord, we come to you today. God, we're asking you to search our hearts, search our lives, do what you need to do so that we can enjoy your presence more, that we can focus on you more. God, that we put you first above all else. We know that we have to live like Martha some, but help us to live more like Mary. We love you today. Bless your word in Jesus' name. Well, Martha was living so distracted that she could not be present to the moment. She didn't wrap her mind around that the Lord, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus, was sitting in her home. She could see him up close. She could touch him. She could talk to him, and she could get his advice. She could say, hey, God, Jesus, here's what I'm going through. Um, how can I fix this? What could I do better? She had all of that right at her fingertips, but she was living distracted, and it caused her not to enjoy his presence. How many of you can relate to Martha? Wow. Me too. There are three reasons um, that we live distracted. Number one, it's a lack of focus on priorities or boundaries. We just don't prioritize our time with the Lord or other things in our lives, so we live distracted. The second one is we're chasing perfection. And the third one is we're busy. So I'm gonna break all of these down for you and parallel those to Martha's life. So the first reason we live distracted is a lack of focus on priorities. I have ADHD. I've just recently uh, uh, 
accepted that I am a little bit hyper. I've always just said ADD. I have a focus uh, issue, but I think you guys have convinced me I've got a little bit of hyperactivity in me. Uh, and, but can I just tell you when, you're, when you when you struggle with focus, it is so frustrating. You want to be focused. You want to be productive. But there's something in my brain that won't allow me to do it. A noise will distract me. Hello, Pastor Rich, singing and humming in the house while I'm trying to write a message. I mean, how dare you? <laughs> or someone walking by, I'm like, squirrel. Uh, and it diverts my focus and it distracts me. And do you realize those little things that are distracting me are unimportant things? It's the unimportant things that will throw us off course. Martha's focus was distracted by all the things that were unimportant. The cleaning, the cooking, they're necessary, but They are not the priority when you have an opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus, right? Because God has called me to lead and speak and empower people, I've had to learn how to focus. I've had to learn coping mechanisms that will allow me to do what God's called me to do. Monday, today is gonna be more teaching and more practical, not so much preaching, but um, Monday is our staff meeting. And uh, I have just learned that I'm not going to get any real work done on Monday. I'm going to do a lot of meetings and I'm going to pour into people. I'm going to empower people. I'm going to lead. But I'm not going to get any of my important like work things done. And when I work on messages or I'm writing a blog, you guys, I'm not ignoring you if it's before noon. I'm seriously got you on airplane mode because I have to focus. Because if a notification comes up, guess what Mindy's doing? I'm like, oh, oh, that text message just says one thing. And I'm like, I've got to answer it right now. It can't wait. You know, I just am so distracted. And if I'm in a coffee shop working... I put in my AirPods, and guess what I listen to? Not worship, because then I get distracted by that, because there's words. I listen to ocean waves. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Jesus loved Martha's heart to serve, but he wanted her to focus on the good thing of his presence. The cooking and the cleaning are always going to be there, but he wouldn't be. So can I speak to some people today? Those dishes, they'll be in the sink later. Do the good thing. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Can I tell you, if you wake up and give God the beginning of your day, your day will get so much more productive. I'm here as proof to tell you, listen, there are mornings that I'm like, oh my gosh, I slept too long, and I'll 
skip on my Jesus time, but the rest of my day is very unproductive. And Mark 8, 36 and 37 says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? We must focus on priorities to stop living distracted. And all of our number one priorities should be Jesus. So I'm gonna give you a few little practical things. Take vacations so that you're not on a mission all the time to only spend this amount of time with Jesus, to only pray this much, to only worship. Take vacations where you're free to do what you want the entire day. Set your alarm a little earlier so that you can spend time with him. So many people go, well, I just don't have time. You do have time. You just are choosing a priority of sleep over a priority of presence. And keep the kingdom in front of you all the time, on the front of your mind, when you're making decisions and you're working. The second reason that we live distracted is because we're chasing perfection. Do I have any perfectionists in the house? Be honest, let me see if you're really a perfectionist. Yeah, I see you, I know you, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I, I'm telling you, staff will tell you, I am recovering. But verse 41 says, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Mindy, Mindy, anytime I hear my name twice, I know I'm gonna learn today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, why would somebody tr get your attention twice? It's because there's a lesson to be learned. And I can just see Jesus cracking that sweet little smile because he could see and feel how stressed Martha was. Stressed because she just wanted everything perfect. I mean, my goodness, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords was in her house. She wanted it to be perfect. But can I tell you, Martha was mad that her sister was sitting in the presence of the Lord and worshiping him. I mean, mad, chasing Perfection will steal your joy. Y'all, when we clean the house, notice I said we, we do this together, so we do the house together. Uh, I notice Pastor Rich always dust mops the floor first, and I go back and mop, and I notice every little piece of lint, every little piece of grass, every little thing, the crumb that he didn't wipe up, and I'm like livid. Mad, I'm Martha. Like, uh, I'm going, did you see this? And he's like, oh goodness. <laughs> but all that did was rob my joy of cleaning with my husband. I'm serious. I don't want, I, it's like, don't breathe. Don't, when I get the house clean, don't breathe. Don't eat because you might get crumbs somewhere. And just don't live, you know? <laughs> and in the beginning days of big church, you guys, I did everything. I did it all. 
I painted the walls. I swept him off the floors. I didn't let anybody help clean. I mean, I did everything and I was mad about it. Like, nobody helps around here. But every time somebody would want to help, I did it this morning. I'm carrying a table out in my heels. And I had three people say, hey, do you want help with that? No, I got it. Got it. I mean, anybody can carry a table. But everything else, I was just like, nobody can do it as good as me because I'm a perfectionist. I was chasing perfection and I was mad that nobody was helping me. And you guys, it was distracting me from my purpose and stealing moments away from what God had called me to do. And that is to train, lead, and empower others so that they can do what I do. I want to leave a legacy. Martha was chasing the... uh, chasing perfection so much about having a clean house and the best food cooked that she missed the ultimate perfection, Jesus. Martha just wanted Jesus to fix Mary, but Jesus just wanted to fix Martha. He didn't just want to get her attention. He wanted to get her heart. You guys, it's so good to serve others and and be a great hostess and all that. But good things aren't always God things. And they will will rob you of the God things. So I'm going to tell you, pray for discernment so that you know when somebody asks if you want to do this or, or you have an idea to do that, that it's God and not good. I've had to learn to say no to a lot of good things so that I can say yes to a lot of God things. I'm praying right now that somebody's going to come in and take over women's ministry. I love you, but I'm a visionary. Our, Our coach told us you're the visionary. So you've got to be spending time doing vision. And when I'm bogged down thinking it's just me, I got to carry the weight of this. I'm not going to be doing what God's called me to do. Chasing perfection is never found in the things we are doing, but in a person. So what do you say, you pinky promise me today, that we quit chasing perfection and we start chasing Jesus? Then we're not going to be living distracted anymore. The third reason that we live distracted is that we're busy. Busy, 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 be busy. We're so busy being busy that we can't be busy about what we're supposed to be busy about. We wear busy like a badge of honor, like I'm just so busy. Hey, can we go have coffee? I'm just busy, 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 busy. Now more than ever, we need to learn to be present to the moment because moments matter and they do not last. Present to the moment because they matter. Let me give you a perfect example. All of the parents and grandparents are gonna get this one. But your children growing up, you have them and poof, they're out of the house living their own lives. I have never talked to a mom that said, you know what? I just wish I would have had my house a little cleaner. I wish I would have cooked more. I wish that I would have stayed a little more busy. 
making everything right. No, they always say, I wish I would have taken a little bit more time to have good conversations with my kids. I wish I would have spent more time playing. I had a lady on the way out that says, my daughter is always like, mommy, can you please play dolls with me? And I'm always like, I got to get the dishes done. I'll play when the dishes are done. Then it's time for bed. And I'm not spending that quality time with her. And she said, guess what I'm going home to do today? Play dolls with my daughter. Oh, love that. And likewise, I've never heard a dad that wished they had worked a little bit harder. That they had been gone a little bit more. That they wished that they, what they really wanted is, I wish I would have gone on more field trips. I have personal days. Why didn't I take them? Or I wish I would have taken my kids to their ball games and watched them or their practices. That's what I hear, not the other. Kenny Chesney has a song called Don't Blink. And it's, <laughs> oh, I was going to try. If I would have had, if I would have had a key, I would have sang it. Anyway. Listen to the lyrics. Will you just humor me for a minute? This is about an interview um, with a man who had turned 102. It says, don't blink. Just like that, you're six years old and you take a nap and you wake up, you're 25 and your high school sweetheart becomes your wife. Don't blink. You just might miss your babies growing old like mine did turning into moms and dads, next thing you know, your better half of 50 years is there in bed. And you're praying God takes you instead. Trust me, friend, 100 years goes faster than you think, so don't blink. I was glued to my TV when it looked like he looked at me and said, best start putting first things first. Because when your hourglass runs out of sand, you can't flip it over and start again. Take every breath God gives you for what it's worth. So I've been trying to slow it down. I've been trying to take it in. In this here today, gone tomorrow world we're living in. We are not always gonna have this time that we have right now. It's why it's so imperative for us to be present to the moment. Y'all, if something doesn't have your full attention, it doesn't have your full affection. So if we're not giving Jesus the time that he needs, he really doesn't have our affection. It's we're going through the motions to check it off the list. Yep. Went to church on Sunday. Yep, read my Bible. I got that verse of the day. Yep, I said a quick little prayer. No, he needs our full attention. And you guys, I'm up here being all of this. I'm preaching to myself. I know life is like Martha. It's busy. You're going to work or school. You're going to ball games and taking people to practices. You're getting homework done. You're trying to have a social life. Busy. Doing household chores. Serving at church. And sometimes you're left thinking, where in the world can I fit in time with the Lord? I get it. I'm with you. But in verse 41, Jesus never rebuked Martha for serving. 
Never. He didn't say, I don't want you doing all that stuff. Stop, because it's keeping you busy. He simply said, but one thing is needed. That good part, that good portion. We need to make time for that good part. And I'm gonna ask you for most of the rest of the service to just shut your eyes. Don't be looking at me, close your eyes. And I'm gonna ask you to do this because I don't want any distractions. I don't want you living distracted as the worship team comes up or somebody sneezes or, or whatever. But I want you to close your eyes and stay focused. Here's what God told me. I believe God is saying, Martha, Justin, Leanne, Keith, Susan, Lynn, Gary, you have been living so distracted that you can't even enjoy life. Your family, me. Slow down. Get focused on the right priorities. I know you must work, do chores, serve others and your church. I know. But stop chasing perfection. Learn to be present to the moment. Don't blink. Soak it all up and quit rushing. Be less busy and more on purpose. You only have this one life to make an impact. I love you. I've chosen you. I need you and I've got you. Would you go ahead and stand? And as soon as you stand up, I want you to close your eyes back one more time for the exact same reason. The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. He's been knocking on your heart for a long time. Have you heard him? Or are you too distracted? He's been speaking, but you've been distracted because you're the perfectionist and you know you can't be the perfect little Christian, but he doesn't want you to be. Maybe you're distracted by what other people are gonna think about you. They are not your priority. Or maybe you're just too darn busy. You can open your eyes and look at me. My question for you today is, are you tired of living distracted? Is it serving you well? Are you ready to give your whole life over to Jesus? Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I'm gonna read the message version because I love this. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So today... If you don't have a real relationship with Jesus, I'm gonna count to three 
And if you don't, and you want to, I want you to lift your hands all over this house. And you guys, I really want us not to look around so that the person on the right and left and in front of us, that they feel comfortable. So one, it doesn't matter what your past look like. I have a very jaded past, but I wasn't disqualified. Two, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. All you have to do is believe in your heart and speak with your mouth and you're saved. Three, hands up all across the place if you're ready for a real relationship with Jesus. I see that hand, I see that hand. Come on, I see that hand. Come on, today is the day of salvation. He wants you, He loves you. He is not ashamed of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm gonna ask you to do the scariest thing you've probably ever done in your life. And I'm gonna ask you to get out of your seat and meet me right over here so I can pray the salvation prayer for you with you. To, and today is the best day of your life. It beats your wedding day. It beats the day that you had your babies. It beats everything. Today, as the day of salvation, is the rest of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Would you come? We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.